0: Locked On Eagles, your daily
1: Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome in to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Head over to the website and make sure you write down Lockdown in there. How did you hear about us, Box? Gino, it's uh, episode two this week of five. Download it into the listeners' phones whenever they subscribe to Lockdown Eagles, wherever they get their podcasts, or on YouTube, and it's episode two of five during game week as the Eagles kick off the 2021 season this Sunday, excuse me, this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. And today's a fun episode, Gina. We've done it together since 2018, and it's fun to always look back and be like, wow, we were really right about that, and we were really wrong about the other predictions. Today is our NFL total year-long 2021 predictions podcast. So we're going to go over the playoff seeds in the AFC and the NFC. We're going to predict the actual playoffs in august i know early or september and then uh, we'll get into some individual awards as well mvp rookies of the year defensive player of the year offensive player of the year comeback player of the year gino it's a fun show we do every year and uh, again like last year i picked cam newton to win mvp it's just kind of fun to go back and look you know in a a year how things change in the nfl be like wow it really changed from that podcast
0: much like when we do any gambling on this show, yeah. don't take our word for granted. Like, <laughs> right. we Just take it with a grain of salt. Like, This is totally yeah. a prediction. It's how we see these teams on paper, how we see these divisions on paper. I didn't do any win-loss. It was purely off right. of who I believe is the best team in that division, what are the three best wildcard teams in either conference. And this was the first year that we've done this, Lou, that I didn't have to think with or without my heart on this one and with or without my bias because – I don't have the Eagles in this bracket, so I don't believe so. Could Devontae Smith make a run at Offensive Player of the Year? It's potential that it could happen. But right now, I'm looking at this Eagles team from an award standpoint, from a growth standpoint. Just get better this year, look better right. than you did last year, fall in line with the philosophy of this team. And then look at the rest of the NFL. A lot of these teams we're going to talk about, that's the formula you want to follow. You want to follow what Arizona is doing in the AFC West. You want to follow what a young Buffalo team is doing. Even uh, a team that both you and I like, Denver, they're kind of on the way up a little bit, and I think a a few people are sleeping on them. But when you look at these teams, they have good offensive lines, good defensive lines, and they have depth. And we have some question marks in terms of depth in Philadelphia and Uh, a few question marks of will these young guys succeed this year? So it's Mm -hmm. tough to predict them to get to the playoffs, but I saw a couple podcasts today and articles saying that the Eagles might be a dark horse being around this team. I could see it with the talent, but right now Mm -hmm. there's just so much talent in the NFC, let alone in this division for the Eagles to challenge for a a playoff seed is, it's going to be difficult. I believe in this conference.
1: I agree as well. And I think when you look at it, um, Again, there's seven seeds now, so it's easier mm-hmm. to make a wild card spot for sure, as opposed to years past with a traditional 16 playoff. But at the same time, like you said, you know, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC. I mean, in your own division, you got to deal with Dallas and Washington and then the NFC West. I I struggled to make these predictions because I'm like, man, yeah. in both conferences, I have to leave out some good teams for making the playoffs. And so with the Eagles, yeah, I also, spoiler alert, neither one of us had the Eagles in the playoffs and we didn't have anybody winning any sort of awards, which is, you know, uh, disappointing compared to where we've been when it comes to expectations, the last four years for sure. But at the same time, I think it's pretty realistic. I don't want to say the Eagles have no chance of making the playoffs. I have them around seven, eight wins this year. And if they were, a little ahead of that with 10 wins and they made the playoffs, I wouldn't bat an eye. This team has two of the best lines in football. When you combine those with a running quarterback – Uh, That's a pretty good recipe for winning football games in the short term. But at the same time, yeah, neither one of us had the Eagles uh, making the playoffs. And we'll dive into our playoff predictions and individual awards. Again, like Gino said, take it with a grain of salt, i.e., my Cam Newton prediction last year. At the same time, though, Gino, uh, we've had some good ones. I picked Lamar Jackson to win MVP in 2018, and that was seen, or 2019, that was seen as a pretty big dark horse. So for every bad Paxton Lynch one, we have a good one as well. That was another one of my bad takes. So I'm just kind of burying myself here before we even get started.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've kind of been high on Green Bay the last couple of years and I think yeah. I've only hit like one time uh, in terms of how far that they've gone. So, yeah, this like is with the
1: Panthers, right? I feel like every time we uh-huh. on the show, I'm you're trying to like calm me down a bit about Carolina and every year you were correct in doing so.
0: Another interesting division. And I I think this season, there's going to be a lot of turnover from teams that you saw in the playoffs last year. I mean, I think the top dogs kind of speak for themselves. But then once you get to the middle, I mean, there's a big middle in the NFL this year. I, I believe there are a lot of teams that are right on the cusp, right on the tip of finishing their rebuild that really could make some noise in this league.
1: Yeah, 100%. Gino, let's start in segment one. Before we get into our actual playoff predictions in segment two, individual awards in segment three, let's just take a look at how we have these conferences seated. And when you take a look at our, it's funny, like some of the things I thought, okay, we're pretty bold for myself. You were kind of on the same wavelength. It's kind of funny. You can tell we're co-hosts together because we do think alike when it comes to football here in our predictions. And I don't know, I think the things that stand out the most, will start in the AFC is that, You mentioned the Denver Broncos earlier. We have three teams coming out of the AFC West each, and we all have or we both have all of the same teams with the Chiefs being the one seed. But then we both really like the Los Angeles Chargers to make it with Justin Herbert in year two, considering what he did at the end of last year. And then Denver, like you said, man, I just – I kept Cleveland out, and that is very unpopular. But I'm like – Denver with the weapons of Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Font. I think Teddy Bridgewater can take that team to a certain floor, and with Von Miller coming back and Patrick Surtain, how good he looks at cornerback, that defense is going to get back into form. I don't know. I just I really like Denver to make the playoffs this year, and I see you do too.
0: Yeah, I, I put them as the seven seed because I think it'll be like a last week, week seventeen. They're tra- they're trying to get in and they're fighting with the team. Like you have Indianapolis on there. I just look at that division much like I do the other West Coast division. At uh, all these teams, yeah, they're gonna beat the living hell out of each other, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they both, they all have. I think vast amount of talent. I mean, Denver, they we don't talk about how good their defense is and yeah. their secondary is just gonna be it's gonna be tough to pass on that Denver secondary. And you talk about the weapons that they have and the, the stockpile of them. It's gonna be hard to keep a team like that out. When it comes down to a league where you have to score as many points as possible and hold a team to as few points as possible, which I think Denver can do, and I believe the Chargers can do that well. Yeah, people know that you and I are large, large fans of the secondary there in uh, in L.A. Now with Derwin James and Sierra Adderley, Asante Samuel Jr. The list goes on and on. I believe that that division is going to be fighting for the best record in football. I mean, even the Raiders, I I believe, will have a decent team. They, They have some pieces on offense that can make noise. I don't believe they make the playoffs, but it's tough to look past the AFC West as not being the best division in football right now.
1: Yeah, I think the only difference we have here outside of seeding being a little bit different. So we both have Denver. We both mm-hmm. have Los Angeles. You have Cleveland in, but I have Indianapolis. And I think that might have to do with maybe our expectations about Carson Wentz this year, right? I do think he's going to bounce back in a big way. A lot of people don't. That would be good for the Eagles, by the way, because that means he'll play over 75% of the snaps and they get a first-round pick. But And it's not that it's not a knock on Cleveland for me. It's just... I don't know, Gino, again, every year, and I don't really have a great argument for why I have Cleveland out outside of I just like these other teams more, and every year there are a few teams that disappoint, and not everybody can make the playoffs, right? So even in a seven-team format, there's going to be some good teams that are left out.
0: Yeah, see the way you feel about Baltimore in that division, I really feel like that Cleveland is just which is totally fair. Again, I'm not like
1: very I'm not there's no crazy anti Cleveland thing for Mm -hmm. me outside of Jadavion Clowney. So it's again, it was tough to keep them out for sure.
0: Yeah, and we talk about like how you build a team, their defensive front, Lou, is spooky to look at on paper. Yeah, it is. And then you look at their the amount of receivers that they have that duo in the backfield. They're getting mm-hmm. better on the offensive line. I, I believe Pittsburgh is gonna have a down year. Baltimore should still I be agree. right there. It just can Greg Roman and that offense do enough to change the landscape of that division and of how Baltimore succeeds in this league because I think if they stick to the same formula, it might be a little tough. Like Teams have kind of figured that out towards the end of last year, but their defense is going to be great again. They still have weapons on offense. You still have Mm -hmm. a former MVP candidate. AFC is tough, man. It's going to be a lot of guys – that ha- a lot of teams, rather, that have good young quarterbacks with a lot of weapons around them getting yeah. to, the, to the playoffs.
1: 100%. The AFC is more fun when it comes to, like, potential long-term quarterback options with – I mean, you look at these playoffs. you got Mahomes. You've got Allen. You've got Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert. Um, you know, potentially, like, even outside of them, Trevor Lawrence is in that conference now, and Zach Wilson and Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, there's some good fourth-place teams. The Raiders and the Bengals, they've got weapons. And Denver, too, we have making the playoffs – There's a lot of fun teams in this conference Uh, with Baltimore. I have them higher just because like, again, you're right with Greg Roman. They're always going to be held back a bit from taking that really that last step, right? And becoming Mm -hmm. what you need to be. I think from where they're at now, you know, getting to the second round each year to becoming a Super Bowl contender, they have to open things up more on this offense. Uh, But they are taking gradual steps each year, right? Last year, they got the Mm -hmm. playoff win. This year, they're building around Lamar better when it comes to on-the-field personnel. I love Rashad Bateman. So did you coming out of Minnesota. They brought in Sammy Watkins as a third or fourth passing target when you have Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown already as well. Even with J.K. Dobbins out, Gus Edwards in the backfield, and Lamar Jackson, I really like that Baltimore team still. I just think uh, the ceiling is a little bit capped with Greg Roman but I still think there's enough there to potentially go on a run. So, yeah, the AFC outside of, again, you have the Browns, I have the Colts, but there isn't too much uh, difference there in opinion. When it comes to the NFC, I see you have two teams from the NFC East with Washington winning the division as the four seed. Dallas gets in at the wild card spot at seven, and the difference is I have the San Francisco, or no, we both have San Francisco, excuse me, I have Chicago making it over Dallas. And it's, you know, it's a lot for the same logic as San Francisco. I think Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo, they can get those teams to a certain floor throughout the first half of the season. And then kind of like Colin Kaepernick did with San Fran in 2012, he'll take like a five and three type of team. And I think he'll take them to another level. And I expect that same type of thing to happen with Chicago and Justin Fields when he plays. I mean, they showed the last, Two of the last three years, they made it with Trubisky, so um, they can get there with a certain level of quarterback play.
0: Yeah, I believe that they'll be better than they were last year. I'm just yeah. not—I don't trust Nagy, in all honesty. Like, which is fair—he's he, one of those guys that kind of just pigeonholes himself in big games. And we'll see what happens with Justin Fields. I just look at San Fran, and much like I look at Cleveland, for example, they have unbelievable offensive minds calling the plays there in Stefanski and Shanahan. And I look at San Fran and yeah, maybe Jimmy comes in and he goes three and three and then you bring in Trey Lance. Right. I really believe that they could blow up, man. They have a deep defense. Once I again, agree. they have a deep group of weapons on offense. You have one of the best minds and play calling. It's going to be t- like, The NFC West, the I mean the AFC West, the NFC West is going to be just as good. And I had to leave Seattle out of there. It was tough. I know, me too. It's like these teams have. I I think San Fran, the Rams, and Arizona all have better offensive lines Mm -hmm. than Seattle, and defensively as well. I believe that those teams will all be stronger quarterback wise. Russ is probably the best one there outside of Stafford for sure. But San Fran's gonna score points. The Rams are gonna score points. Arizona's mm-hmm. gonna score points between them. I mean the receivers on those three teams, Luke. Goodness gracious. I mean, right. that's how you build a receiving core.
1: Well, that's the point is like Seattle, it's tough to keep a team out that has Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, right. and right, you know, Tyler Lockett. But at the same time, San Francisco has that with Debo Samuel, Brandon Iok, and George Kittle. L.A. has that with Robert Woods, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, Van and Jefferson, now Matt Stafford, and Stafford Jackson. Man, that's a dangerous yeah. Edition. They upgraded a quarterback, and then. Arizona we're both really high on as the team winning the NFC West that loaded conference with Kyler Murray with um, DeAndre Hopkins AJ Green Christian Kirk they drafted Rondale Moore in the second round you add JJ Watt to that defensive line with Chandler Jones coming back healthy they've got a bunch of unicorns at linebacker with Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins that's a loaded division man so again it's like it's tough to keep someone out but I like Seattle's roster the least of those, uh, those four, and I think Kyler Murray takes an MVP-like jump this year, and that's why I think Arizona wins the division.
0: Yeah, if you look at those divisions where I had multiple teams from, it comes down to – How do I believe that they'll fare in division? And I can't see what like a team like Arizona going five and one in that division. Like I think it'll be way tougher than people believe to to win that division. It might be with a three and three record with a tiebreaker at the end of it. And same thing with the NFC East. Like Dallas could go four and two or three and three, and so could Washington. That's why I looked at the AFC West in the same light. Like there's not a team like the Patriots did forever in the AFC East that would forbid a team from getting a wild card spot because they were so much better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. The level of competition and the margin between these teams, I think, is just so small. Like I talk about the middle. Yeah, Arizona is like rated the upper echelon, but LA's got all the parts. San Fran's got the parts. Dallas is starting to come into their own. As long as Dak is healthy and their defense can hold a team under 30, they're going to score 40 a game. Oh, right. Yeah, and Washington too. Like now you got Fitzpatrick. He's bound to put up points with those weapons that they have and defensive fronts win you championships. Hard to look past them as a team that is going to lose many games because they get outscored.
1: Yeah, I think they were – when it comes to like I threw Chicago in there as the seven. When it comes to the boundary teams, and I'm like, uh, I was going between Chicago and a couple teams. It was Washington. It was Philadelphia. Gino, I mean, even you can make the case for Minnesota, New Orleans still with James Winston. That roster outside of Winston is still loaded. Um, I mean, again, the, my Panthers love continues, and I can see them competing with how – young and exciting that defense is in the weapon state they still have on offense with McCaffrey coming back but again I mean there's got to be some bad teams everybody can't make the postseason so I think what we have isn't crazy outlandish I think the one thing people would think is nuts um, at least on my side is probably Cleveland not making it and Denver getting in but outside of that I think for the most part we've got some pretty good predictions and um, coming up next on this NFL preview edition of Locked on Eagles 2021 style. We'll now take these seeds and we'll do our playoff predictions. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's podcast is sponsored by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at that online head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And you're going to receive a 100% welcome bonus. When you use our promo code that's locked on L O C K E D O N. And also tomorrow, the NFL begins Tampa Bay against Dallas. Be sure to take advantage of BetOnline's opening day super promo. Make a bet on the matchup between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Tuesday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri. All right, Gino, let's get into it. Let's continue our predictions here, and we're going to get into um, our playoffs. We did the seeds, right? So now I want to get into more the actual playoff predictions that we did. And uh, it's interesting. We both have, I think, a would you call it a surprise Super Bowl pick? I would think so.
0: Yeah, I I don't think many people are looking outside of the top two guys in Kansas City and Tampa right now. Uh, I picked Arizona for a lot of the reasons I said in the the first segment. They have a young, very good core in in terms of their offense and an innovative play caller and Cliff Kingsbury, and their defense just gets better and better and better. You add J.J. Watt to the other side at Chandler Jones, who is – one of the most underappreciated pass rushers maybe in the history of the league. And he just continues to dominate. And those young linebackers that they have, Lou, the young secondary with Buda Baker leading the charge, they can fly around on defense, absolutely fly around. And uh, I look at the NFC, for example, I just think they're so much deeper than everybody else. I mean, Tampa has a very deep team. Green Bay has some holes in some different spots so does dallas san fran there's some question marks as well la i believe the same thing and then washington quarterback play is going to come down to who wins it i'm looking at arizona saying where's the hole man like where are they not deep at a position maybe it's outside of the roster
1: is ready to go outside of kingsbury maybe holding them back
0: Yeah, I mean, they lose Patrick Peterson, but I believe that they'll be fine with their pass rush up front able to hit home. And if defense wins championships, their offense is going to be able to just put up as many points as they want while the defense holds teams to, I mean, 17, 20 points seems like an average game for the, the Cardinals defense for how good they are.
1: Yeah. I, I, again, I don't disagree with this at all. I think I was a year too early in Arizona. I had them as the number two seed last year, and I had Kyler Murray taking that MVP-like jump. And Murray, look, he mm-hmm. certainly took a step up in year two, but it wasn't to an MVP level. And I could totally see this happening, and that would be a hell of a Super Bowl to see Patrick Mahomes against Kyler Murray in that championship game with those weapons on both sides. That would be pretty awesome. And so I'm high in Arizona too it's just uh, again I had them winning the division but once it comes to the playoffs my mindset started to change a little bit here and it might be really surprising that I have San Francisco going all the way and again with that's a tough path you got to go through Tom Brady you got to go through Aaron Rodgers you got to go through those other NFC West teams like Arizona like the Rams who they were in a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. You had Matt Stafford to that team. That roster, I think, is better than it was back then. I could totally – I have the Rams making the conference championship, and I kind of wavered, Gino, you know, back and forth between the Rams and Niners. But I'm kind of seeing, like, this recreation of the 2012 Niners where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start the year like Alex Smith. I think he's going to keep them afloat. And I think eventually, though, they're going to be like, okay, let's take the training wheels off. We're at a certain – like we're, we're knocking on the door. To bust that door down, we need Trey Lance. And I could just see Lance coming on the scene like Kaepernick and making this team get hot, making a good team great with his rushing ability, with that arm power. And like you said, their roster – I mean, again, they made the, the Super Bowl two years ago. And you've got Brandon Iok and Debo Samuel. You have George Kittle on defense. If Javon Kinlaw can take a step up in year two – On that defensive line with D. Ford and Eric Armstead and um, Nick Bosa, I just think the Niners, with Trey Lance, again, that's the asterisk here, with Trey Lance, could get all the way, and I just think that Baltimore, it's their time. I think the weapons are improved on offense, and I'm just a huge believer in Lamar Jackson, and I think if someone's going to take that step outside of Kansas City this year, over Buffalo, it's Baltimore.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I, I look at Cleveland and Tennessee as two of the more potential teams that could do that. And Tennessee, adding Julio Jones now, and they add sure. Bud Dupree at the edge, and they finally have like a the guy. Caleb Farley stays healthy too at corner. Yeah, they have a very good secondary too, Lou. Like they have consistent turnovers. I mean, they're they're outperforming teams on defense when it comes to the turnover ratio yeah. every single year, and they've only gotten faster on both sides of the ball, in my opinion. I mean, Caleb Fairley, for all intents and purposes, could be a sleeper when it comes to Defensive Player of the Year in that defense. And they have our guy Simmons there in the middle of the defense, which is going to wreak havoc. And running the ball with Derrick Henry and then having the ability – With all those weapons on the outside, AJ Brown, Julio Jones—I mean, good luck. Like, it's going to be tough to defend a team like that. And I've been high on them the last couple years, and they beat the Chiefs a few years ago in the playoffs. So maybe they have their number this time around. But I, I look at Kansas City again; like, they improve their offensive line, they add more playmakers, they get faster on defense too. Like, they're just building. A football team the right way year after year and hats off to Andy Reid and what he's doing because they're going to be right there again Lou it's tough to look past a guy like Patty Mahomes and everything they have that he's just not an automatic conference championship type of guy like we were looking at with Tom a decade ago you know it's like every time you look up they're there Every mm-hmm. time in the early 2000s, the Eagles were in the championship right. in the NFC, you know, and then Buffalo did it not too long before that. And you go to the NBA, Detroit Pistons were in six straight Eastern Conference championships. That's a trivia question. I guarantee that you'll hmm. never remember. But you look at it, this is the time of Kansas City, and it's hard to look past them, man. And I think a yeah. young team that could duel with them, Arizona, very much could be San Francisco. Could be uh, a Green Bay team with Aaron Rodgers. left. isn't that the
1: fun of this league. Like yeah. when you look at, I mean, the Chiefs. I There's so many storylines.
0: I mean, it's yeah. the, it's the best reality television there well, is.
1: And Kansas City isn't a tier of their own. I still think. Mm. Well, I'm, I mean, maybe Tampa Bay is there too. But I just, when it comes to like offensive ability, but I'm looking at all the potential matchups, you know, of a Super Bowl that they that could challenge Kansas City and the NFC, but also the AFC. Like when you look at Buffalo, when you look at the offense you talked about in Tennessee, when you look at Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense, and heck, even the weapons Denver has and the improvements Baltimore made. Baltimore is the most efficient offense i should say at least the last few years i mean most of it came on the ground but still nonetheless a top scoring offense uh the last couple years and then in the nfc like between tampa bay arizona la dallas green bay there is i just i love the way the nfl is being built right now there is firepower everywhere like on which one of these teams is lacking in weapons outside of Mm -hmm. maybe indianapolis might have the worst even I can look at Chicago, they've got Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery. I don't know, man. I just, I love the way the rosters are being constructed now in the NFL. It's just, it's about offense, it's about passing the football. And to me, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think that's why you and I both went about this the way we did uh, teams that we have liked, the way they've constructed their rosters. That's right. why I had a hard time keeping Washington out. And I really believe that they have a good chance to be the first repeat champions in a while in this division. And if Fitzpatrick can catch that Fitz magic once again, man, like he's done it. He's led teams like this to the playoffs. how long does the Fitz magic last though? That was my only reservation, you know? Oh yeah. I said on the, which will come out tomorrow. The, we are capping it off the NFC East mm -hmm. on the ultimate preview show. I said that, I mean, they're going to get two free wins against Philly because Fitzpatrick just kills them every time. No, yeah, he, he, he really destroys does. them every time they play him. So there's Even two back wins to his uh,
1: Cincinnati days, he was tied yeah. Donovan McNabb, right, in 2000. He beat him in Buffalo, man.
0: He beat him in Buffalo. We he were did. there at the game when Victor Abiyamiri jumped off sides. Offside.
1: The Jaquay, pa- Jaquay Parker. Oh, Jaquay Parker, excuse Jaquay me. Parker, I'll never forget. It. it was my first Eagles game ever, Yep, man. that was <laughs> so, Fitz. Yeah, that was Fitzpatrick. And then, I mean, 2018, week two with Tampa Bay, him and Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson kicked the Eagles um in the back really hard so yeah I, I can totally see it and again that washington roster is really good um i just i, I wonder it's like when FitzMagic magic isn't there it's not just that he's he doesn't turn into a game man he's not like a game manager that goes to this crazy Fitzmagic magic guy mm-hmm. it's Fitzmagic magic or it's you know well look at chicago James a couple Winston. years ago
0: lou and trubisky was just sure dreadful and that defense literally brought them no for sure a a double doink away from getting to the division last year yeah
1: same thing as last year with chicago
0: yeah and and that's why this is fun luke because you're like okay what team is one or two pieces away and it's like does that piece offset this piece and Mm -hmm. that's what makes this fun and we will always have something to talk about even when it's not our team we haven't brought up the eagles one time since the beginning of the show and we're still having fun talking about it
1: yeah. This is uh it's sad, man, though. This is the first time we've done this in four seasons together where the Eagles are just not at the focal point of predictions, but it is where they're at. But again, if you told me the Eagles were slotted in there where Dallas is or Chicago or Washington or San Francisco, again, I wouldn't bat an eye. I just, I think that with how good this conference is right now, they're going to compete. They're going to be in it. Like they're not going to win two or three games. Like I think Detroit would or Houston, mm-hmm. Um, But I I just, I don't know if they're going to be quite good enough to get ahead of these teams because there are some good teams in the NFC in 2021. Coming up next, Gino and I are going to get into our individual awards. So we're going to get into MVP. We'll get into Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. That's all coming up next right
0: here on Locked on Eagles. Before we do that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to go to your local chain front store and have everything that you're going to need for your car. Let's be honest. I mean, why endure the pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning with the individual behind the counter who is only going to give you the brand that they happen to have in their warehouse? You have a computer, you have a tablet, you have a phone some sort of mobile device. So go to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 to 50 to even 100% more for the same parts at a chain storefront? I mean, in this day and age, if you're still going into a chain storefront to buy anything, you're out of your minds. Go to Rock Auto. They have reliably low prices for every single customer and their family owned, and they've been doing it helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So now go to rockauto.com and right in there, how did you hear about us, Box? Locked on, that we sent you. All our good friends here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, thank Rock Auto for serving us. And amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com has whatever you need.
1: Guys, does this sound familiar? That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies per package. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Tuesday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, Louis DiBiase, alongside Gino Camilleri. We are doing our 2021 season-long NFL predictions. Gino has the Arizona Cardinals beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I have the San Francisco 49ers getting all the way there and coming up just short to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. That'd be pretty fun. Lamar Jackson against Trey Lance, Kyler Murray, or Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of fun combinations. And I think me and Gino uh, would have some fun matchups for sure. If it was up to us. So Gino, we'll wrap up this edition of the show with individual awards and taking a look at our award winners. um, There are some interesting ones for sure. You have a back-to-back MVP and Aaron Rodgers, part of the last dance, right in green Bay with Devontae Adams. Um, I think there's some interesting ones. The only one we agree on is Trevor Lawrence to win Offensive Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, I think they kind of have already given that kid Offensive Rookie of the Year. Well, and the problem like, is in, I don't
1: think Fields or Lance will play enough to win the right. to have a chance. You it's know, a quarterback-centric like, league.
0: You know right. he's going to perform there in Jacksonville. He's got if, weapons, too. Yeah, they, I have him as my top quarterback in fantasy right now. I drafted him number 1 overall in Dynasty yeah. for a reason. Like He might not be the greatest quarterback in the world with this current team, but... He's still going to put up numbers. He's still Trevor Lawrence. Like, there's a reason we talk about this kid in this way, and I think it's a surefire bet, and you look past that, like Jalen Waddell. I don't know. There's a lot of weapons there. Devontae Smith here in Philadelphia, question marks. Uh, I just can't see anybody else outside of Trevor taking it, in in my honest opinion.
1: No, I agree, and again, if Lance or Fields was named the starter – Like if Trey Lance was named the starter week one, I'd probably pick Trey Lance. Again, you Mm -hmm. guys know how high I am on him. I had him going to the Super Bowl. Um, But yeah, I think Lawrence plays and I think Zach Wilson's going to be good. But with Lawrence and being the first overall pick, I just, you know, I mean, you know how these awards work. I think he'll I think he'll get it. Um, But outside of that, we vary. I mean, I think you can see my Kyler Murray logic, though, right? Considering you have them going to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And Aaron Rodgers, I, I take the last dance into account. Like, I, I believe he's going to go out with a bang. And Kyler Murray, if he makes the Super Bowl on my roster or my right. bracket, like I predicted, yeah, there's a very good chance he could be that most valuable player mm-hmm. on that team. And he's going to be a guy who can do it with his legs, his arm, got all the weapons. Yeah, that that's the makings of the most valuable player in the NFL for sure. I have
1: our boy Brian Burns winning defensive player of the year, Gino. And I, just, I, like it. I think he's about to go off last year was a big step. You could see he's already one of the best speed rushers in the game. And I think this year he takes the jump and especially with Hassan Riddick on the other side, Derek Brown getting better on the inside, Jeremy Chin on that, you know, team. Um, it, it's a, a the first round pick. I'm totally blanking on the corner out of South Carolina. Oh, JC Horn mm-hmm. as CB one. I think there's a lot of pieces there, and I think Burns could go off and potentially lead the league in sacks. I think it's a good – when it comes to, like, bet online, and you're making bets on Defensive Player of the Year, I think Chandler Jones is a really good pick, and he's just one of the most underrated pass rushers of the last decade. If you want, though, like, a really big, like, buyout, or, like, a big reward for a bold prediction, I like Brian Burns in Carolina.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think defensive end, it, <clears throat> excuse me, is the way that it's going to yeah, go. I do mean, corners they, they ever have, win it? Very rarely. I mean, like, I Even Marshawn
1: Lattimore had a great rookie year. I don't think he won mm-hmm. it.
0: No, it, it's tough to look past the defensive end position, especially what Chandler Jones and Brian Burns do. I mean, right. great against the run, great against the pass. Like, Yeah, that's how you impact a game on defense.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think when it comes to rookie of the year, it's kind of the same logic. But I like your Patrick Surtain pick because, you know, he looked he incredible be in the crazy
0: Yeah, and they have a great secondary there, too. I mean, it, he's going to be the number one in a very deep veteran-based corner group. Like, that's crazy that he's that polished. And he's going to get the chance to go up against – Some of the best names in football week after week. And if you want to solidify your ability to win the defensive player of the year or excuse me, the defensive rookie of the year, it's by shutting down Tyreek Hill. It's by shutting down those weapons that they have in L.A. and Oakland. And yeah, I think Pat Sertain has a very good chance to be the defensive rookie of the year, especially in that defense, which is run by one of the better defensive coordinators in the league in your head coach. So I think he has a very good chance to, to get that award.
1: Man, if I could tell 2019 Gino Camilleri that he has Dak Prescott winning an award over Carson Wentz, he would just be – he would be turning, tossing and turning right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I put that aside, though. I put the bias no, aside. No, I know. And it's a great – Dak I mean, has Dak everything, Prescott, man. Yeah. Like, he really does. Like, There's no excuse. How, how is he not going to throw for 4,500 yards? I mean, and and he lent- was
1: last year before he got hurt. He's yeah. throwing for like 400 a game.
0: Yes, and our ultimate uh, preview, that's what uh, host of Lockdown Cowboys – Landon McCool said he's like yeah you saw a preview of it in the first four games and i mean Zeke looks a little slimmer their offensive line is going to be healthier i believe Tony Pollard could be the second best number 2 in the football right now he's explosive and then the three-headed giant you have at wide receiver you know how terrified i am that Eagles corners got to defend those guys so they're going to put up put up yards and it's going to be at the hand of Dak Prescott so Let's hope that everybody stays healthy because the best way to win a division, the best way to win a championship is against the best competition. And I think Dak being healthy is the best competition we're going to face in Dallas.
1: Yeah, I think he should be the favorite for sure. I mean, again, he's set up so beautifully. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that have a better support system mm-hmm. uh, than Dak Prescott does with that offensive line and those weapons. With Carson Wentz, again, just my logic is, I, again, it depends on what you think the real Carson Wentz was. Was it the 2017 to 2019 run or was it more 2020? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's a middle ground there to be had. And I think with Indianapolis, it's been a really rocky start. And if he stays healthy, that's a big if. I mean, he's got one of the best offensive lines in football. He doesn't have a great receiving core, but Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton is a lot better than what he's had in Philly for the last few years. And with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield and obviously Frank Reich being the guy for him at head coach, and that's a great defense too. I just think he has a really good opportunity to bounce back this year and kind of prove the NFL that. Last year was a mirage and it was just, you know, a product of a really bad situation. But we'll see. I mean, I think these two are certainly the top two favorites. And it's crazy because, Gino, we always had that debate about Wentz versus Dak Prescott. And now the situation is very different. It's like now between them, who wins comeback player of the year? Mm -hmm. It shows kind of a lot of the hardships they've had to go through.
0: Yeah, it's the adversity of the NFL, man. Yeah. You want to see all these players come back healthy and even in college football just seeing the injuries that occurred this week like it, it definitely sucks like it's the worst part of the game and i said it that the best competition is playing the best roster especially in your division especially to win a super bowl like we talked about when the eagles won the super bowl would it have been as nice to beat jacksonville as it was over yeah. beating the patriots absolutely not That's beating one of the best teams one of the biggest dynasties in the history of the league much more satisfying. So, so when much- the league is good and you're beating great opponents, that's what makes the sport amazing, man. Like I love talking about good football teams. Even though we didn't touch much on the Eagles today, we talked about the product that we followed this league for. Like these superstars. Like that's oh, going to win the awards at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, and trust me, our listeners love football as much as we do i mean so they they love the nfl like i see them on twitter all the time talking about so many other different things and that's why we have Mm -hmm. the best listeners in the world and guys we will get back to some philadelphia eagles talk tomorrow we've got matchups to watch against the atlanta falcons we finally get to start talking about a game thursday we have our crossover with locked on falcons we got another show as well for you friday so again be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows for five episodes a week and we're also on youtube and I'm writing stuff for Fox 43 as well. Gino and I will be making appearances for them on TV, on their YouTube page. We're on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, at Dibiase, L-O-E. You can find our content everywhere, all day, every day, right here on your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Lockdown Eagles. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou Dibiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.